1: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au.
0: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Palmer bet on the edge of the box.
1: Oh, it's a straight up screamer.
0: Download our app today and enjoy straight-up Screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call one 858 858
1: News coming out of uh, NZR yesterday, two batches of news really, confirming most, uh, about 99% of anyway, of the upcoming schedule for the Rugby Championship. Still uh, a little bit of doubt whether it's the 3rd or 4th of September uh, when the All Blacks will play the Wallabies in Perth for Bledisloe 3. But the big news, I think... Uh, was uh, a little bit of a surprise announcement that uh, Ian Foster uh, has been re-signed. And uh, that was towards the end of, in fact, the end of the World Cup in 2023. I'm not quite sure uh, really it was because of the news that he has or the timing of the announcement, which was the surprising thing. Anyway, we'll find out for sure now because uh, Grant Nisbet is on the line, of course, the voice of rugby Uh, on television in New Zealand for uh, a couple of decades now, at least. Uh, Nisbo, good morning to you. Yet another case of lockdown, but you're in Wellington, uh, in the hot spot of Wellington. It wasn't a Miramar, that breakout, was it? Surely.
0: (laughs) G'day, Smithy. Um, Well, they say it was, uh, part of it, um, but I wouldn't know. Apart from uh, getting in the car and going down to Sea Beach and walking around the coast uh, daily, I really wouldn't know, Smithy. Um, it's sort of uh, it's a very difficult time, isn't it? Really, and uh, we're all it sitting is. here, sort of wondering what to do. I'm, I'm pondering over the hard Sudoku at the moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you'll be a perfectionist at it, the way things are going in this. But here's, the uh, the thing that, of course, you you would have um, taken a lot of interest in in uh, what's coming up now for in terms of the All Blacks, but. Let's let's get on to uh, Ian Foster, first of all. Were you surprised at the timing of the announcement? I didn't see it coming.
0: No, I didn't see it coming either, but I'm not surprised, really. I I think the guy needed an endorsement before he heads off on potentially a three or four month uh, trip away, where potentially he's going to play, what, 10 test matches. I think he needed a bit of an endorsement, a little bit of an encouragement from the NZRU to say, yeah, you're doing a good job and we're happy with it. Um, I don't think he needs that uncertainty. And uh, so I I think they've done the right thing, quite frankly. I mean, you could argue the toss. You could say, well, you know, Razor should be given a chance, blah, blah, blah. We've heard that argument now for the last 12 months. But I think the incumbent needs to be given the opportunity to prove himself. And I'm sure, and they've done it before, I'm sure if things were to go awry, there'd always be a plan B. Uh, Remember back in, I mean, this is before the professional era, I know, but back, um, you know, when Grizz Wiley was starting to falter a wee bit uh, around about 91, they, they pulled in John Hart at the last minute to sort of give him a hand. Now, potentially it was, a, it was a, and it didn't really work out. But nevertheless, it can be done. So, look, um, I, I endorse it. I, I think that it's, it's the right thing to do. And let's face it, the World Cup is only just around the corner now. And you've got to have confidence in the coach. He was given the job. He had a shaky year last year. Um, things not looking quite so bad this year, but in the next uh, three or four months, how tough is that going to be?
1: It's going to be tough, all right. I mean, it's it's going to be a real examination, and I think that's, uh, that's the reason why a lot of, uh, I won't say uh, doom merchants, but a lot of uh, non-Ian Foster supporters have said, let's just wait and see just how good this guy is when he has to play against South Africa on neutral ground, when he has to uh, you know, take a, his team north, um, you know, uh, to the UK, and, and just see how under pressure they go up there. Uh, so I, I can see, I can see the merit in that as well, because that that was, I think, originally going to be the litmus test of, of the whole situation. Um, I, I I can't help thinking, and, and whilst I agree that it's nice to have surety in your job, there, there should still be there should still perhaps have been a a slightly different barometer in terms of the level level of success.
0: Yeah, look, he's had a really tough time, hasn't he? I mean, we know what happened last year, and as far as they got was Australia. They never went on the traditional trip to South Africa or to Argentina or north, Um, so there was no real scrutiny in that regard. So I think we kind of have to write off last year a wee bit. This year... It looks like things are sort of coming back to normal, even though we've only had a couple of home test matches of any significance. Uh, there'll be real scrutiny now, and particularly, as you were just discussing before the news, uh, with the fact that there'll be several, or three, may potentially three key players not available for the next uh, three or four weeks. And that'll put enormous pressure on the guy, because... You know, when we look back on the Foster Reign and we see that the, the All Blacks lost in Perth, for instance, no one's going to remember that Aaron Smith wasn't there, Richie Moonga wasn't there, Sam Whitelock wasn't there. All they're going to do is look at the bold result. And so, um, you know, this puts enormous pressure on the coaching group.
1: So, OK, no Lock, no Aaron Smith, um, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I just uh, wonder who your next leader as your, your successor to, uh, do we look at another all-black captain uh, coming up here? Uh, I don't think Dane Coles is going as well so uh, we're starting to look uh, scratch our heads a wee bit in terms of leadership and this is a quite a big campaign let's not forget
0: Yeah look I'd imagine that I'd imagine that Whitelock and Smith will join the party at some point um, and they are obviously, I mean we know that Sam Whitelock is the interim captain with Sam Kane currently out and then When Whitelock didn't play in Dunedin against uh, Fiji, it was Smith. So you know, they they are the two obvious guys who would step in, but neither of them would appear to be going. So then you've got to start looking around to see who's next. And uh, I suppose the two that stand out initially would be Cody Taylor and uh, and Artie Savia. Now, Cody Taylor hasn't been in the best of form, I don't think, this year. And I think he might well be the first to admit it, but He did show signs in that last slow Cup. He got a couple of tries, and he looked uh, to be running uh, with a lot more confidence. Um, So I get the feeling that he's rolling back into form, and uh, of course, he'll be a starter as well without Dane Coles around. And the other potential leader, I think, would be Adi Savia. Now, I'm not sure that he is all that comfortable in the role. I mean, he did the job with the Hurricanes. I don't know whether, and you'd have to ask him, whether he's absolutely comfortable in that role. I think he's a guy who just prefers to get on with it and play his own game. So of those guys, I'm thinking that uh, they'll probably look at Cody Taylor. He's done the job with the with the uh, Crusaders in the past. And um, and I, outside of that, I really can't see too many others. I guess you could argue Bowden Barrett. But um, a bit like Artie Sabir, I think I'd, he'd just prefer to concentrate on what he, what he has to do. And, of course, He's not at the moment the incumbent number 10. He'll want to try and cement himself in that position. And the added, uh, the added I guess, um, a burden of being the captain may not sit all that well with him. So I think nailing it down, Smithy, I'd be looking at Cody Taylor.
1: Yeah, that's interesting one. I guess they could consider Scott Barrett uh, as a temporary one on the basis that he's captain the Crusaders. Uh, to a title uh, and on the, well although he didn't play very much it's fair to say uh, also uh, the fact that uh, he'll be back in and it would, there would be an irony about it because if he captains them uh, out onto Optus Stadium of course in Perth in boat, it's the one they got sent off from
0: yeah he did absolutely didn't he and the uh, All Blacks got a hor- horrible hiding though I want to try and redress that um, yeah but that wasn't exactly a red letter day for Scott Barry yeah, he'll, look he'd he'll be in the mix I suppose but um, at the moment, he, he is not a starting all-black. Uh, I guess with Stan Whitelock out, he will be. Um, but of the available candidates, so I'd be thinking maybe Taylor.
1: What did you make of um, what they've come up with? I, I, I look, from a, just from a fan's point of view, a New Zealand rugby fan's point of view, it's coming in on a great time slot for us. There's double headers. I mean, you know, it's just going to be a feast the way I look at it. I don't see too many downsides from our point of view looking on. Do you?
0: No, I don't. No, I don't. I think it's I think it's outstanding, really. And and um, look, there's been a lot of toing and froing over the last week or so as to how this thing was going to play out, and we've had all sorts of situations where, you know, are they going to go to Perth at all? Well, that seems to have been resolved. And then what's going to happen? Are they going to head north and play in the northern hemisphere? Um, but now they've resolved that they're going to play in Queensland. And uh, look, they've got some fantastic stadiums there. So I don't, I don't think that is an issue. And, um, you know, New Zealanders can just sit back and enjoy it. I, I simply don't see any downsides to it.
1: No, I don't either. Uh, the relationship, um, even uh, Mark Robinson uh, this morning when I spoke to him was just a, uh, a little bit sheepish about the whole relationship kind of thing. It's been a bit tenuous. At best lately, with all sorts, of um, every year they seem to be debating about formats and, and the makeup of competitions, etc. Uh, and now we've had all this, uh, this dispute in that. Australia, have in the end, got a great deal for them, but it just seems that Mark Robinson might be having a, a few issues. Because let's, let's remember, he's not long time in the job, in terms of if you look at Steve Chu, who was there like forever. Um, he's had a pretty rough start, and he's having to build some bridges here, I would imagine.
0: Yeah, look, the the bloke in Australia, Marinos. He hasn't been around for very long. He's a he's a South African, as we know. In fact, he played in Super Rugby when it first started, and um, he headed up Sanzar, and he's now moved to head up Australian Rugby. Um, he's a, he sounds to me like he's uh, he's not afraid to speak his mind. This guy, um, whereas I think, whereas I think Mark Robinson is a bit more of a diplomat. And I heard the interview you did with him this morning, and. You know, you try and read between the lines a wee bit. But, but, yeah, look, the relationship's not great. Look, I don't know whether the Aussies really have got the high moral ground here. Uh, to win, You've got to win on the park. Um, and, uh, you know, and they're not, quite frankly. They've won the Bledisloe Cup for 100,000 years. And, uh, and they're basically trying to dictate how things work. Well, I don't know about that. I just think that, um, you know, if you, if you want to take the moral high ground, then you've got to start winning. And um, and I, I think Robinson has handled himself damn well, actually. I totally endorse the fact of not getting on the plane and heading off to Perth last week uh, with no absolute assurance about what was going to happen and potentially taking blokes away a week or two earlier and they're going to be away for maybe three and a half months. So I totally endorse what he did there. And, um, you know, I think... Uh, that, there's a lot of work to go on, absolutely. And uh, they, they're bidding for the World Cup in 2027, I think it is, and they're going to need New Zealand's endorsement for that. Um, and uh, they'll, they'll come cap in hand for sure to New Zealand rugby and say, we need you to, uh, to give us the thumbs up. And given what happened, uh, when was it? Way back in 2003, when they fundamentally stripped away the World Cup from New Zealand, I think actually we're holding the high moral ground here.
1: Interesting. Uh suppose from a broadcast point of view, uh, I know you, um, you've, you've got uh, an operation coming back, uh, up shortly, which means you aren't uh, able to go on a, 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 at the early part of the venture. Anyway, do, do we know? Do we know uh, uh, yet uh, what Sky's plans are? Or uh, I mean, I should know, but I don't. I simply don't. Would we, would we send commentary teams? Is the problem MIQ getting commentary teams back in before Christmas?
0: Yeah, I think there's a myriad of problems, uh, Smithy, and, and, and I know no more than what you do, um, but I think the MIQ is a real issue. You know, I mean, I know the All Blacks have uh, have booked, but um, you don't want to be stuck. Uh, well, I mean, it's there are worse places to be stuck, I suppose, but stuck in London and, and find that you've got to wait for six weeks. I mean, you've got to take your turn in the queue. Um, I'm sure there's... Uh, you know, there's no preference given uh, to anyone in particular. So I think they're sort of issues that is wrestling with at the moment, uh, Smithy, and, look, I, I really haven't got a clue.
1: OK. Uh, we'll leave it at that, Nisbo. Uh, look, uh, thanks very much. Enjoy your seating this afternoon. That'll be nice, I'm sure. Uh, and um, you can perhaps... Uh, I have a, maybe just a, a little bit of a vino at the end of the day to celebrate it. But, uh, yeah, uh, interesting news coming out of there. Always a, a pleasure to catch up with you, mate. Uh, stay f- safe and well down in the capital, eh?
0: Yeah, good on you, Smithy. Take it easy.
1: Yeah, cheers, Grant But but there, folks. Uh, um, always got his finger on the pulse of, of what's going on in, in rugby and uh, really good to talk to him if you want a definitive answer. Uh, that's the man uh, with the voice and with all the experience. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Bigfooty final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.